Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Hot Mess to Great Success. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Gardella, and I am absolutely thrilled that you have joined me today as I walk through the process of taking my business and parts of my life from a complete hot mess to a smashing great success. Now, this podcast is for anyone who wants a little bit of private inspiration. I know you don't want to shout your disorganization from the rooftops. You don't want to hire a coach. You don't want to hire a therapist. You just want to know that someone is working hard to get the stuff of life and a business and a professional career together. As I share my story, I want to inspire you to make small steps in your own endeavors. And I want you to feel connected to someone who is also trying to make changes. Don't forget, everything is available in the show notes on hotmesstograatsuccess.com. Now, Let's get started. Today, we have three big topics. Who is kicking you in the ass? What do you do when the wheels come off the bus? Who is your target market? And the 90-10 rule, as explained by Andrew and Pete. So, here we go. Who is kicking you in the ass? Isn't this an interesting topic? Today, it revolves around motivation. This one straddles all areas of my life, and I'm sure yours as well business, parenting, and personal, and has hit me square in the face in the last, well, week to two. My new buddy, Amy Harrow, will tell you that you and you alone have to be your biggest ass kicker. And as we all know, you are the only one who can mix that motivation inside of you and, well, actually get things done. It doesn't matter if you're implementing a new system in your business putting in extra hours to impress your boss, or putting together the pieces to record a podcast like I have to. It has to come from within you to bring absolutely anything to completion, even if getting to completion is getting up on that treadmill just for 10 minutes a day. However, one thing I've learned, especially over the last two weeks, is it's really important to have people in your life who also kick your ass. For you, it may be a personal coach or a trainer at the gym. And I have a few of those types of people in my life, those who demand that I raise my game and stay on course. I have a couple of my friends in my personal life. I have my kids, too, who always manage to kick me in the ass when uh, there's some parenting that needs to be done, especially having three daughters. There's always the credit card that needs to come out. But no one. And I mean no one even comes close to my buddy Marcus when it comes to providing motivation in the form of kicking my ass. The very minute that I say I am starting a project, he says, what is the due date so I can hold you accountable? I'm usually sitting there thinking he's going to applaud me for a stroke of brilliance, but yet he immediately wants to nail down a calendar so that I succeed. During the final march towards finishing my PhD, I would get constant messages from him. Whose ass are you kicking today, princess? And I would think, oh my gosh, I just want to get through my dissertation. But he knew my goal of starting a business, and he wanted me to be successful in whatever I attempted to do. Now, I love him beyond words. However, He kicks me so much in the ass that he has become a royal pain in my ass. 
And I will put a link in the show notes if you need this kind of individual in your life. I will warn you, he's the real deal and will see through any obstacles that you put up for yourself in getting your stuff done. In fact, right now, Marcus and I are barely talking because all he does is bug me about getting another episode of this podcast up. Now, I love to hear from Marcus on a daily and weekly basis, but I am sick of hearing about this particular episode because it has taken me a long time. However, the best part about Marcus is that he's right, and it's his support that I need most in my personal and in my professional life. So if you are trying to get out of hot mess, you need an internal ass kicker, and that can only be yourself. But sometimes I'm having a problem getting myself motivated. And what I've realized in the last few weeks is sometimes I need to look at the areas of my life when I am most successful. And as one of my greatest successes is the way that I parent my three daughters. Most parents today are not ass kickers. They believe all their children are special snowflakes, and it is really annoying. I could, in fact, rant about that all day, but I will quickly move on. I, as a parent, am pretty strict and demand that my children not only work hard and be involved, but are also productive citizens. Now, with one of my kids last week, while the wheel kind of came off her bus, she suddenly, I realized, didn't have a lot of money saved, her grades were not stellar, and she wasn't taking care of her car. It was kind of ironic that it all bottomed out in the same week. Needless to say, I found out, and, well, it hit the fan. She was, in my mind, about to jeopardize her college plans for next year. If she was able to pull off attending college, she wasn't going to be able to afford anything once she got there. And if her car broke down, well, she would be on her bike and back on the school bus, which would be horribly embarrassing as a senior. We texted a little bit, we talked, and she got re-motivated. Now, I agree that maybe some of that motivation came from the fear of her mom. However, she was motivated to make changes. What it gave me the opportunity to do is teach my my daughter some lessons at that time. And I told her that she is the only one as an adult or near adult that can put the wheels back on her bus. I'm here to help her and support her, but I'm certainly not here to save her. I actually taught her how to plan out an attack to go in and talk to teachers, to ask for more hours, and even apply for other jobs if she needed to make more money. I taught her how to plan. And I most importantly, I taught her that she has the power to take all this back, to make sure that she never feels this way again. When I get stuck, I can tell you that I'm going to look back on these very discussions that we've had to motivate myself to get stuff done. And guess what? You can do this as well. Now, I should also add that I told my daughter that I do think that she is my special snowflake, but again, she needs to be that responsible citizen. In that, I also had to acknowledge the hot mess of a parent that I was at the time. I think that it is a parent's responsibility to make sure that their kids are saving money and teach them how to do that. I've been writing a lot of checks for her for things that she hasn't saved money for, and that's been a problem. I've been enabling this. I haven't made sure that she's getting on off the couch away from Netflix and her phone to work and study. I know that I could be doing a better job. And I forgave myself. I do not 
look back a lot. And while we've been through the ringer these last couple years, and I'm really glad she's still standing, I realized the ways that I still need to support her and guide her. So I did that as I kicked her in the ass, corrected myself, and now I'm much more in tune with what's going on. Now, honestly, Marcus, like others in your life, can be that loving pain kick in the ass that you need. Remember, only you can do it yourself, like Amy Harrell says. So when I need to kick myself, when I have that lack of motivation, and trust me, I feel this all the time now. I know many of you out there are just plain exhausted. Listen, two years ago, I got the rug pulled out from under me. My ex-husband became ill, and he quickly passed away. Unbeknownst to me, in the words of my older daughter just a couple days ago, I actually started providing my children with support for two parents. I thought it was necessary. They had just lost their dad after all. But you know what? It was exhausting. And a lot of things got thrown by the wayside. And even now, as they're older and out of the house, well, actually, everyone's back from college. But as they are out of the house and more independent, I find myself very tired. And it takes a lot to get me motivated. I lay out a plan, which includes a list that you can do as well. I make sure, especially with work, that the documents that I want to work on and accomplish in a day are open. You all know that I'm a big fan of Google Drive, so I line them up and I have a plan for attack. I do what the experts say, and I do the hard stuff first, and then I've also learned to delegate and farm out. That probably helps me the most. There's a lot of people out there that can get me to a point where um, they're doing the work that I can do, that I usually do and set up and stuff. And then I can bring in my unique brilliance. So when you're not at your A-game, just remember, in order to harness your own potential, sometimes you have to kick yourself in the ass. Now, the second big topic is one that I have been entrenched in these last couple weeks. So I'm in a training program right now to get my business together. And I'm also doing some sales training. As it turns out, I'm a really, really good student. So I love to be in programs where there is actually a program. Every time I turn around in one of these programs, I'm being told to be more specific with my goals, with my dreams, and in every and everyone keeps telling me, get more specific about my ideal client. And I can tell you, it doesn't matter if you work for a company or you work for yourself, you actually have an ideal client. If you're a business owner like me, that's easy. Your ideal client is the type of person or even the type of business that you want to work with. But if you are in a uh, business, your ideal client is also rather easy to find. So your ideal client is going to be the type of boss that you want in the future. Your current boss may be your ideal client. Your ideal client may also be someone that you want to accompany in the future that you want to work for. Whoever your ideal client is, again, you have to be really specific to be successful in finding them, meeting their needs, talking about their pain points, marketing, and then eventually helping them. Now, my ideal client, or one of them, I should say, are divorce attorneys and professional services like accountants. I've gotten specific to know that they need to have great websites, two to five staff members, about one million in revenue, 
and they need to know that a solid foundation of blogging social media are important to build their digital presence. However, recently, and this is what I want to encourage you to do, I've been told to get even more specific. And what I'm doing now is the research to figure out their other characteristics. For instance, what's their relationship status? Is my ideal client single, married? Do they have children? What are their future goals? My ideal client is probably looking to build their business, but do they want to sell? These kind of answers to, or these kind of the questions that I'm asking and their answers will help me be more specific. Now, I will tell you that no matter what you're doing, the more successful you are in identifying your ideal client, the more successful you are in going to be in building your overall brand. And you need that brand to, well, attract your ideal client. To be a successful employee, you need to build a personal brand to support the moves that you want to make. And in both of these examples, business owner or employee, you can even establish thought leadership in your industry, which will help you regardless of where you want to go. Now, I'm a big fan that of the concept that success leads bread, leaves breadcrumbs. So I want to give you an example, just like the example with my daughter. In my personal life, of how I got very specific and attracted my ideal person. After my divorce, I was dating online. Talk about a hot mess of a situation. I had a list. It was the only way where I could start to narrow down who I wanted to find. And more importantly, put that list out there to the universe and the powers that be so that the right guy popped out of the process. I wanted someone who was an excellent father. That was really important. He needed to understand the way that I parent. He needs to know where the gym is and have some commitment to health. And he needed to have a steel center core of integrity. Now, as I often joke, be careful what you wish for because I got that guy in every last detail. All jokes aside, the more specific you are, the more you will get exactly what you want. So I want you to think about who is your ideal client in each aspect of your life. Now, the third topic I'm going to talk about is the 90-10 rule with Andrew and Pete. If you don't know Andrew and Pete, they run a marketing firm and a conference and a support group uh, business builder through their website, Atomic. I saw them speak and met them at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in March. While I don't necessarily, um, well, I should say at the time, I didn't necessarily agree with what they were saying. I will tell you that their keynote was brilliant. They are absolutely hysterical. They are incredibly engaging. And I laughed and I took notes to the point where I just actually watched it again. While I was sitting there that first time, I didn't really buy it. You see, what they're saying is that you should spend 90% of your time on um, one activity that brings in most of your clients and then 10% of your time on everything else. And I sat there and I thought, well, this is ridiculous. You can't actually do that because I need to do everything. I'm a social media consultant. But they weren't saying spend 90% of your time on one thing and then cram in everything else to 10% of your time or worse, just get what you can done in 10% of their time. What they're telling you is actually to raise your game. They're telling you that as for me, a business owner, spend 90% of my time on what works 
So in my case, and I did the research because I looked at what's been generating my market, that would be LinkedIn. I've had more success on LinkedIn, sight unseen sometimes, (laughs) when individuals go into LinkedIn and look for social media and marketing consultant than any other avenue of business that I have generated. So I need to put 90% of my time into LinkedIn. However, what Andrew and Pete actually taught me that day is that that's just my time. 10% of my time needs to be spent on other activities, but I don't actually have to be the one to bring all of those activities to completion. For instance, blogging takes time. Now, if I'm spending 90% of my marketing time on LinkedIn, I couldn't possibly cram all other things, especially blogging, into that 10%. So what I've done is I've started a process, and I'm learning how to do this, of delegating some of the more menial tasks of blogging to other people. For instance, I know what I want to talk about. I know the main points I want to say. I might send out an intern or my director of marketing to look for other articles that I can link to or learn from. I can have someone post a blog for me. I don't need to be the one to do it. So I would like to thank Andrew and Pete for really clarifying this, hammering this point home, and then it was very important for me to let it sink in over the last couple weeks. And I have come up with what I think is the perfect solution in managing it into my time. It's actually sort of brilliant. So today we talked about How do you plan for when the wheels come off the bus and you need a really good ass kicking? You may be lucky beyond words like I am to have Marcus in your life. You may also realize that you need, like even I do with Marcus, I need that intrinsic motivation. So you need to find a way to get yourself on board with that. We also talked about your target market and um, does your plan, your marketing plan, actually reach your target market? And are you being specific enough with your target market? and the 90-10 rule of Andrew and Pete. Now this week, like last week, I am working on the mindset adjustment of I am worthy. As it turns out, there's this crazy cycle that happens when we don't think that we're worthy. We actually, if we're not worthy, we prove ourselves right over and over and over again. So your mantra and your mindset adjustment, and mine as well right now, is I am worthy. And I'll be explaining more of that in future episodes, which Marcus will probably be on me to produce as soon as possible. For your marketing tip of the week, I want you to go out and find two experts in your field and book that mark their blog. Read them every day and share tips to your social media sites. If you have any questions about that, I've done a couple of videos on how to get that done. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure to share these thoughts with you. I am sorry for the delay. Let's all thank Marcus in making sure that I'm getting these out. Please check the show notes for more details on this episode at hotmesstograatsuccess.com. Connect with me on social media. And until next time, this is Dr. Jennifer Gardella signing off.